We are thirsty. We are thirsty. When you're here at the house of the Lord, you are not a spectator, but you are to be engaged with the move of His Spirit. You are to be engaged. A spectation is, is, is at a concert. Spectation and being a spectator is, is, is somewhere else. Well, at, a, at a sporting event, but not in the house of the Lord. We are actually to engage with God in the prayer. He said that my house shall be a house of prayer. We are not called to spectate, but we are called to engage with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I understand when people come in, some are coming in because they need a touch. I understand when people come in, they got to come in and, and, and just, they don't know what to do. But when the majority here is involved with what God is wanting to do, when each one says, I will flow with you, Holy Spirit, I will give myself to you, that is where his power is released because it's released in the place of the unity of the Spirit. It's released in the unity. For we have been made to drink of the same Holy Ghost. Jesus. If you're hungry for God, He's here. If you're thirsty for the Spirit of the living God, He's here. If you desire to have a touch of God, He's here. And He will touch you. And He will, he will empower you. He, you will have an encounter with Him. Most of the time it comes by those. Listen, if you've been around the things of a God and you're a believer, you're a Christian... And the, and the, I mean, he's going to require there to be a hunger when you come to him and when you're thirsty. A thirst, you got to stir it up. You got to tell yourself, I'm thirsty. I must have more. You're agreeing with the Holy Ghost, you're agreeing with Heavenly Father. Jesus, don't be distracted by the things of this world. Don't be distracted by your tummy. Don't be distracted because you feel like you need a cup of coffee. Don't be distracted because you feel like you need tea. Don't be distracted because you feel like you're thirsty or you need a drink. No, be more thirsty for the Spirit of God. Oh, as a deer panteth for the water, so does my soul panteth after thee. I am hungry for you, God. I am thirsty for you, God. I must have all of you. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That's what we're here for. We're not here for any man. We're here for God. We're not here just to see what Pastor Jason will do next if he's going to jump on the pews and spit in your face. No, you're here to see the face of Jesus. You're here to encounter the power of the Holy Spirit. You're here to be overwhelmed by the love of God and by His Spirit and by His might. That's why you're here. You're here. To be transformed. You're here to be ignited by the spirit of the living God. So that when you step out of these doors. Men will see you burning 
with Jesus and that they're to look at you when they see you they see Jesus when you're walking they see Jesus walking when you're talking they hear Jesus talking because you are a man a woman of God possessed by the spirit of the living God and you said yes to him and every step of the way you're walking with him when he says go this way you go this way when he says go that way you go that way when he says to say to speak Life to someone, you speak life to them, and you decree the words of God. Now, you already have full permission. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. So that is already a a no-brainer. Just do it. God will be with you. Hallelujah. No fear of man, for God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power and love and of a sound mind. You're not to fear any man, their faces or what they would say or what they even might do. But you completely trust in God and you walk in obedience and in full faith and knowing that the Holy Ghost is with you and that you have the anointing from the Holy One that destroys strongholds, that breaks the power of the enemy off the lives of individuals, that will cause the blind to see. And I'm talking spiritually and physically, the deaf to hear spiritually and physically, that you would decree and declare that you would lay hands on the sick and that they, and they would recover, that you would cast out devils. And in new tongues will you speak. Because when he who prays in an unknown tongue will edify himself. He will build himself up in his most holy faith. You're built up for a purpose. You're built up to shine Jesus. You're built up to demonstrate his power. You're built up to, to release that anointing. Hallelujah. I think I need to go somewhere down south so I can get people to jump up and start shouting and praising God. Get me the Mac Hammond in the background. Something going. Now, I don't need the Mac Hammond. I don't even need you to jump up and shout because the fire of God is burning. Jesus, 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 there's power in the name of Jesus, just speak Jesus over your circumstance and situation right now, speak Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, ha ha ha, Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That means every demonic stronghold. That means every demonic sickness. That means it has to bow its knee at the name of Jesus. 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 you Jesus we glorify you at the name of Jesus oh hallelujah sickness and disease flees there's deliverance at his name hallelujah do you have faith in his name do you know the person do you know the person oh there's greater power released when you use the name of Jesus and you know him experientially 
He said, those who know their God shall do great exploits. That means that you will work miracles, signs, and wonders. Jesus said <laughs> in John chapter 14 and verse 12 that he said that greater works will you do than me. Because I leave. And of course, later on, he says, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost. It's important for me that I leave so that I can send the Holy Spirit. In John 16, he says, it's important that I leave so that I can send the Holy Ghost because he wanted to have himself, his power, his presence, all that he is manifested into the children of God. Because we're to live like him, we're to talk like him, we're to walk like him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just because you'll do greater miracles doesn't mean you're greater. He's Jesus. But he's working his power through you and his spirit through you. We bow our knees to the name of Jesus. We praise God. We lift our voices and we shout, you are Lord and you are Savior. Jesus, you are Lord and you are Savior. You are everything. We give ourselves completely and wholly after you. We are hungry and we're thirsty. We are not satisfied until you bless us and bless us and bless us again. Hallelujah. But Jesus is the blessing. Amen. Having Jesus, having Father, filling you and flooding you is the blessing. Just by default, there's blessing. And, and his power and his presence is following after you. His goodness and his mercy follow after you because you're filled with him. We're one with him. We're one with him. Jesus. I'm just saying the Bible's exploding all up inside. <laughs> if you, anyone in here knows the word, that's what I've been just dropping the whole time is the word of God. It's just Jesus. <laughs> oh, glory. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I don't want no emotionalism. No, come on, I'm telling you, 
How can you even say that? God created you with emotions. Your emotions are to be holy. In the midst of revival, there are emotions. They're stirred up. Your most holy emotions are stirred up in the midst of the move of the spirit of the living God. When you come encounter with God Almighty, your natural man, your flesh body has a hard time dealing with it. And it begins to shake and vibrate. You begin to laugh with joy unspeakable and full of glory. You begin to cry uncontrollably as things take over. You begin to be overwhelmed by the spirit of the living God. And you begin to You begin to speak in tongues because you can't say anything else. Jesus. Why do you shout all the time? Because my, my most holy emotions are being stirred. Jesus. Now, you can make a decision to jump in and join in because it's available. This good, you can drink deep of the streams, the rivers of living water. And he's stirring the waters. He's stirring the waters within you, the living waters that are within you. He's stirring you by the Spirit of God. Gloria the fire of God the fire the fire fire the fire of God it burns deep within I release that fire right now. The fire of the living God right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Stir it. We stir it up. We stir it up. Now hands don't have to be laid on you. You can take it. You can receive what God has for you even now. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come up here. Just testify what the Holy Ghost, what the power of God did we just about two Sundays ago. We had a healing a miracle service. We just, we put our faith out there. We're saying, you know what? We're going to have healings and we're going to have miracles. And that's why we're calling a healing a miracle service. Now we can have healing and miracles outside of healing a miracle service. Amen. But there's, a, there's something when you just put your faith on it and say, we're having one and we're going to expect miracles. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you, you, you tore up your rotator cuff just a while. Hold on. This one. So I tore my rotator cuff about 10 years ago, and um, I ended up injuring it again, thinking I tore it. I went to the doctor, and they sent me to the ER. They did an x-ray, and they said I had, um, I don't know how to exactly pronounce it. It said cal it was calcium buildup, which was a calification tendonitis, and I couldn't move it. I couldn't lift it. The kids and my husband had to help me get ready and stuff. Um, 
and I was looking at either taking medicine to make it better or looking at surgery if it didn't get better, physical therapy, all that stuff. And I was in here, came up here, prayed. He prayed over me. Everybody was raising their hand and I was kind of having a hard time because I like to dance and worship and I kind of was doing this thing. And, um, came up here and I felt it was like the pain got intense but then totally went away and I've been okay. It gets sore every now and then but I haven't, it's not been locked up. I can lift it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So no physical therapy, no nothing. Come on. Amen. Yep. That's a big deal. It is. Because that's time out. Like, you're out. Like, you're out. You get yep. the surgery. You got to get work off, you know, and then the recovery. And I never, ever will take a body part for granted because I couldn't do anything. Jesus. Jesus. How many watched that take place when, when that was happening up front? Raise your hand. I watched that miracle take place. He's Come doing on. Something right now, too. Amen. Come on. Jesus. Quickly, I Just turn around. Just receive yes. right now, right oh, now. Okay. Just, a, just a fresh touch right now. Feel right now. <laughs> oh, fill her up to a full, a complete, all the way from the top of the head to the soles of your feet. It is your spirit, man. Oh, regenerates your body and makes it living. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to your Father. Complete healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is everything good? Everything's... Carol, you doing good? Come on up here. Testify what the Lord's done. And just tell, tell them what, what you did have and then what happened. Now, obviously... I, we prayed for you when you first came and God healed your body. But then during also during the, the during the service, you also started to be able to breathe in and yes. breathe out where you couldn't do that as much. Right. And uh, so just tell them exactly what you had. Okay. And then I got it. Okay. All right. Um, I had pulmonary fibrosis, which is, it's kind of like a, a net that goes over in your lung that keeps you from being able to get a good breath in. And then I had COPD, which is <laughs> another lung disease, and it's hard to get a good breath out. And then I also had a left diaphragm, which helps you breathe, that was paralyzed. And it, like he said, it took a couple of healings, but I, I was on three inhalers. Wow. And I have needed none. Come on. Come on. Absolutely zero. <laughs> Jesus. You know? And, uh, you know, I'm learning how to breathe good in and out again. Amen. You know, Come because there, I had so many years that it was sure, not please. that way. Yeah. That, you know, it's like relearning again. <laughs> you know, and it's been wonderful. And he's been doing other things in my body too, because yes. I have other things. Because I have cancer, I've had I've had so many things. <laughs> Jesus is the healer. Amen. Come on, come on, just turn around. He's continuing. He's doing it. It's a full meal deal in Jesus' mighty name. Complete wholeness in the name of Jesus. We praise you for what you've started and what you've done in her body. And complete, like she's going to be running stairs in Jesus' mighty name. We release that anointing right now. Fill 
In Jesus' name, we give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody just shout unto the Lord right now. Just give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But wait, that's not all. Jesus. Jesus is good. Amen. <laughs> Judith, come here. I want you to testify what you told me, what took place on Sunday. Oh, it was not last Sunday, but Sunday before last. And this was during the Sunday evening, because we did a Sunday morning, Sunday evening miracle and healing uh, meeting. And she came up to me, I think it was the next Wednesday, right? And I was just reading healing scriptures. And I just was decreeing and declaring the word of God over the people and his desire for health and for healing. And now you had a car accident a while, quite a while ago. Um, Pins underneath my truck for three and a half hours and my legs were twisted and I landed on a tree stump and I was unconscious. And so she suffered a lot of things, but she has been getting just miracle after miracle, you know, your lower back, all the different things. But you said you had some popping in your neck. Yeah, I was agreeing with everything that Pastor Jason was saying. And God said, you need to learn. You need to learn to accept that I can heal you. I couldn't trust God because I went through too many things. And he said, just trust me. <laughs> and then I had tinnitus for 10 years, the high-pitched frequency ringing. And as my neck popped into place, then my ringing stopped. And I haven't had it Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. <laughs> hallelujah. God is so good. Did you have a miracle? Well, yes. And I, was... <laughs> I didn't know that. Come up here. Because I was teaching. I was teaching that game to children. That's right. Okay, so I was in a lot of pain. Yes, horrible pain. Yes. And I was scheduled to go, and I had to go get an injection, but... It was worse than that, and then and I couldn't bend my leg, and I was afraid to come up because if I fall, because you make me do that every time. We don't push here. And, um, and I could not, I could not lift my leg at all. It could not, it could not bend backwards. And I walk six to ten miles a day at my job, and I was had been in excruciating pain for three years. And I believe God and doctors work together. I believe God gifts doctors. I really do. And so there was a two-part healing here that took place. And what happened was I came the Wednesday, though. See, I came the Wednesday after the Sunday because I knew I needed my healing. So I knew I wasn't here. But after the Sunday, I felt a little bit better. So there was a shooting pain that was going down my muscle. That went away that Sunday. That was gone. Thank that was you, Jesus. Fabulous. Still couldn't lift my leg. Still was hurting. Um, this whole knee was messed up. It was bad. And um, came, uh, dropped, felt the pain in my leg, but walked out of here without a hit. 
without it. Come on. <gasps> Come on. Went to the Thank doctor that Jesus. Thursday. He says, you know what? We're not going to do both knees. We're going to inject both knees. Did not inject both knees. We're going to just, and he found a sweet little spot here. Did not hurt at all. No pain. No injection pain. Nothing. Went in. No pain. Haven't had any pain since. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I just, and I just think that, you know, just the Holy Spirit just directs us, you know, Amen. just directs us to um, just a, a good physician who just asks the right questions. And also it's just understanding and what do you want? You know, do you want, do we have to go through all of that? Or, you know, you just tell me what you believe. What do you believe that you want? Amen. I love that too. Do you know what I mean? I love that. I love that God works in everything and they want us to know. You know, that the, the doctors aren't going to just, you know, jump in and say, you need this and this, and that they're going to ask us, you know, what do you believe? The right, one, yeah. right, right, you know, yeah, yeah right. And um, and so uh, so he got me up here through my fear of, oh, you know, hey, it's going to hurt, you know, to fall. You, know, you, know. Um, you went down. Right, right. You know. Okay, now, people, I came from the United Methodist Church to yeah. here. Okay, we didn't do that. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Turn around. There's more. There's more. A complete healing all the way. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle working power. We thank you for your presence. We release that anointing in Jesus' mighty name. Filled right now. In Jesus' name. Filled to overflowing. We thank you for your power. Father, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your miracle working power that you're doing in each and every body right now. Not one person that leaves this place sick in the name of Jesus. Not one broken body. Not one. Not one. Not one. In the name of Jesus, I command healing to come forth in your body. In the name of Jesus. We believe here in miracles. We believe here in signs and wonders. Right here, right now, healed in the name of Jesus. Your ears made whole. Your, your head made whole. <laughs> your brain healed in Jesus' mighty name. I'm serious. In Jesus' name. Back pain. Neck pain. Kidneys. I speak to kidneys in the name of Jesus. I command the pain to leave. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, complete dissolving of them. Complete dissolving, not of the kidneys, but of kidney stones. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Complete healing. Full functioning kidneys. In the name of Jesus. Hips. Hips right now. Hips. I decree, I command right now, the cartilage, all that area right now. Inflammation. I bind it and I command right now just the healing balm of Gilead being poured over all up and down the spine in Jesus' mighty name. Ankles, knees, ears, backs, every, every part of the body. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' mighty name, you walk in divine health and divine healing. You walk in divine health and divine healing as a child of God. For the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead should also quicken your mortal body. He quickens your mortal body. He makes your mortal body alive. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Hannah, I want you to come up here and I want you to just pray over Jesse right now. And, and we can also talk about just what the Lord's done for Quentin and is doing as well. And just those prayers over the family, over the, over the children. Thank you, Jesus. Can we get some help here? Thank you, Father. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We come together as a church right now. We lift up Jesse and Aaron in the delivery of this sweet child that's coming into this world. Lord, we release your glory. We release your anointing in that room right now over everybody serving, everybody helping, everybody working, everybody praying. We release your glory. We release your glory. Any hold backs in your body be open, be loose. In the name of Jesus, let this labor progress and quicken speedily by the power of God. We speak peace, peace, peace over Jesse's body. Her body will function properly with supernatural labor and supernaturally delivery of this beautiful new life that you've given this family. We thank you for new life. We thank you for families. We thank it was your idea, Father. Thank you for your blessing, your blessing upon them. Open every door that needs to be open, Lord. Whatever needs to be happened, I I just feel like there's like something that needs to happen right now. So we loose it. You said whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So we loose this, this, this agitation and this thing that is hindering her labor. Be loosed. Be moved out of the way right now by the power of the living God. By the power of the name of Jesus. We declare in agreement for supernatural childbirth. Supernatural. We're going to hear a testimony. There's a testimony coming. It's brewing in the spirit right now. And we say yes Lord. Over Jesse, over Aaron, Vicky, Tony, their whole family. Blood pressure levels be Freedom from pain. Freedom. Freedom. Anything that's ailing her. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. No, no, you you, the prayer, the prayer, the prayer, the prayer over the children. I thought I was praying over Jesse. What? Also, prayer over children. No, the 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 form you had for the prayer. Oh, I don't have it. I didn't print it. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's okay. Forgot. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, thanks, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Well, Pastor Hannah did do a whole prayers for for your mamas to pray over your children, also to pray over your your spouse as well. And she's working on that and putting that out there. She also did put some stuff on the, her, her uh, Flourishing in Faith. Um, if you haven't checked that out, you can just go look up Flourishing in Faith um, for women. And that is um, also on Instagram and Facebook. I think she even does TikTok too. 
on it, but just the word of God, just putting it out there. And it's impacting people. You see seeing a lot of people save it, especially the one she did over for husbands. A lot, a lot of ladies have been saving that and, and keeping that so that they can keep speaking that over yeah. their own husbands yeah. as well. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There, there's, there's power in prayer. Oh, yeah. Amen. There's power yeah. in prayer. I mean, I could just share a testimony of, of a pastor friend of mine, uh, Pastor Allen. He was here on um, just before Christmas, the Sunday before Christmas. How many remember Pastor Allen? He had, gave his testimony. How can you forget? Really, how could you forget? Um, but uh, I was thinking it was Friday morning. His son got up in the morning, and he just dropped dead, just like that. But the power of God, they came in, 14 years old. They ran in, and they commanded life back into him. And they were working on him doing CPR. And he came back. He came back. And um, now they're just watching a miracle that got him to the hospital. But they just spoke life. Now, obviously, he, he was raised from the dead. Like, like, like he called out to Jesus while he was going to hell. And, and God delivered him. He heard his, mo- his mom praying prayers. And, and when he, he, in, in the spirit, he, he, he heard that. And that was like the rescue. And he called out to Jesus in that moment, that time, and he was back in his body, and he had been dead 40-some minutes. Um, so, so I mean, it's just, it's just the goodness of God. Thank God for his goodness. And, and we're in a battle. We're in a fight. And so they're seeing his levels. All his levels are coming up. He's starting to become normal. They continue to stand in faith. We here during our pre-service prayer, we prayed over him as well. We also prayed over him on Friday um, with, the youth, with the youth as well. And just that there's a quickening in his body in the name of Jesus. And there's going to be no effects whatsoever. No damage even in his heart. They said his heart was damaged. No. In Jesus' name. No damage. In the name of Jesus. We speak to Q's heart. We speak to Quentin's heart right now. And we command complete health and complete wholeness of his heart. That he's back able to play football, basketball, do the things that he enjoys. He'll be the hike. He will have no issues. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. He's going to decree and declare your goodness and your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. We must be people of prayer in this day, in this hour, like never before. Amen. That's the only way you're going to make it. Really. It's the only way that you're going to make it. Because you must keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If your eyes are fixed on the things of this world and all of that stuff, it's going to eventually pull you away. It's going to hurt your relationship with God, Father God. You know, we're not having religion and tradition of men. We're, you know, this church here is, and we're not, and really the church of the Lord Jesus Christ he requires an all-in relationship. It's not kind of this nonchalant, I just come whenever I want kind of situation. But no, he said, I mean, even Paul said, we got to meet together more frequently, even as the day approaches. Well, the day, the day of his return, and also the day as when the Antichrist, you know, starts showing up on the scene, all the things that start taking place. I mean, we're seeing everything set up. We're seeing... The godless become more godless. We've seen the, the dark getting darker. But 
understand when any time the dark gets darker, the light's brighter too. And, and the darkness cannot overcome the light, as it says in, in John chapter 1, that the darkness comprehended it not. It didn't comprehend the light of, of when Jesus showed up. It can't overcome the light of Jesus. Well, if Jesus is in you, then surely darkness cannot overcome, and it will not comprehend your light that's in you, the light of Jesus that's on the inside of you. But you must be as burning ones before the Lord. Ones who are fervent in God. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thinking of, of, of the man who, who spearheaded the Welch revivals. I can't quite get his name in to pop up. I know Edwards is in there. It's not Jonathan Edwards. But, um, but he moved with power. And one of the things that he passionately prayed and the Welch revival broke out, I mean, Kind of like what's starting to happen here in Asbury and all the different other uh, colleges that are starting to break up. People are hungry. They're thirsty. They want more of God. It's not just a youth revival. Yes, it's a, a, a lot of young that are being used and being touched by God. But there's also, they have their staff. They have the people. There's tons of adults going in there experiencing more of God or hungry for God. We're thankful. We're praising God. We're giving God glory because repentance is taking place, number one. Repentance. People are hungrier for the word of God. They're just sitting there worshiping God, magnifying God, giving God all the glory. Amen. So, and, and not only that, these young people just watch and see what God will do with many of them in the future. As long as they stay on fire and continue to burn for Jesus, preachers of the word of God, of the gospel. I mean, it, it, revival and stuff is not just, it's, it's for the church to be revived again. Sometimes they get a little dead, a little lukewarm. Well, I mean, no, we, not, uh, not here in Jesus' name. You start getting lukewarm on me, we're going after you. You cannot run, you cannot hide. <laughs> because we pray. That's right. Because we're here praying. And if you haven't figured that out by now, we pray. And we believe what we pray. And we believe we have and we receive what we pray. Because we believe in faith. Because we trust in God. Amen. And it's faith that pleases God. And when God's pleased, he shows up. And that's why he's showing up, even here, even now. And he's moving in your midst. Now, listen, get hungry. Stay hungry. Open your heart wider. Let him have his way on in the inside of you, whatever he wants to do. If you, gotta fall, if you wind up falling out of your seat, then fall out of your seat. Don't withhold. Don't fight it. Now, I'm let it be real. Because we want a real encounter. Amen. Amen. His fire burns on you and you start shaking under the power of God. That's good. Let it happen. The joy of the Lord hits you and you start laughing uncontrollably and it just, just bubbles up out of you. That's good. Let it happen. Amen. Because he's, he's making your emotions holy. They're holy. They're his. Amen. See, that's why, you know, people get bored of religion, get bored of church, get bored of those things because they're not letting him have their emotions. It's just the religion. See, it's like this religious thing. Dead religion, should I say. Because there is a such thing as pure undefiled religion. Right? Amen. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And so, we must have a prayer life. We must have a prayer life. Say, I must have a prayer life. In other words, you're talking to God. Prayer is communication. And prayer is not just one way. Prayer is also you being quiet and listening to what God is speaking to your heart. That you get quiet before him. And we've even had times, even in our services, where, I mean, it was ruckus. I mean, it was loud. I mean, the whole place is exploding and whole, I mean, nuts. And then all of a sudden, the hush of the Lord comes, this presence of the Lord, the sweet presence of the Lord comes and everybody gets quiet. God's speaking. That means he wants to speak in that time and in that hour, in that moment to his people. It's not time to just listen to quietness. It's time to hear his voice and go and and, and hear from here that born again heart in your spirit. Amen. But when you get a group of believers together that pray in faith, there's great power demonstrated in the realm of the spirit, but there's also great power that begins to be demonstrated as a manifestation outward that takes place outwardly in the hearts of men. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. You know, when the Asbury revival broke out and we began to hear about it and see it and, and things like that and begin to praise God, and, and I told my wife, I said, I guarantee you right now that there is whether they're staff or whoever it is, they have been praying fervently for this. And then I read from the president of, of the, the college or university there that that's very much what they did. They said this didn't just come by accident. This, this came, we were been praying for this. We've been crying out for it. You know, this house, we've been crying out for a mighty move of his spirit. Now, we have, we have the presence of God. We have the anointing of God. We have the power of God here in this house. He has complete freedom. The Holy Spirit has freedom in here. And I just tell, I tell you got more. I give you even more freedom. You, need, you do, Lord, what you need to do in the hearts of each and every individual. I, I'm just the vessel. And help me to lead I, I do it with fear and trembling that I lead the services that I lead and I let the Spirit of God, should I say, I follow the Holy Spirit and where He wants the services to go. Amen. And in prayer throughout the week, in my heart, just meditate. I meditate throughout the week on what the Lord wants to do, even we'll call it the main event. Amen, the main event. Because... It's imperative. I'm not looking to bring my, my three points in a poem to you because that's not going to change your life. Yeah. I'm not downing sermon prep, and I do prep, in a sense, in prayer. You know, but ultimately, I want the unction of the Holy Ghost. If I'm prepared, I mean, there's been many times I've had a message prepared and he just said, no, that's not, gonna, that's not what I want you to talk about. I want you to speak on this. 
Because that's where his power, that's because unction is brought forth. Revelation is brought forth to the people to grab a hold of his truth and to be revived by his spirit and word. Because that's where there's power. Even as Paul said, my, my speech was not in, in words of, of men's wisdom, natural reasoning. But it was in demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what we want. And in the Amplified Version said, and then stirring in the minds of my hearers their most holy emotions, that the Holy Ghost stirred within the minds of the hearers their most holy emotions. You can find this in in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 in the first few verses there in the Amplified Version, Amplified Classic. And so, and... That's what happens. It's stirred. Your holy emotions are stirred when, when the power of God is attached to the word, when the spirit of God is on that word. It's not a dead word, but it's a living word, and it enters your corazon, and it just explodes on the inside, and you're like, whoo! You get excited because the Jesus is revealed unto you and made, it made more real to you and, you, and you get excited about that. Now, if you come with an attitude of, eh, I can't say that that's going to be the case for you, right? But if you come hungry and expecting God to move, then there's going to be that excitement. You're going to have that encounter with him. Hallelujah. And that's where that explosion and that excitement and the joy and the unity of the spirit takes place, we must have the unity of the spirit in the house because that's where his power is demonstrated. Amen. That's where his power is demonstrated. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. So, We'll let the Holy Ghost do what he's going to do and what Father's going to do. Have that heart. Every time you come to this house, you call this church your home, come hungry. Come ready to expect God to move. Come with an expectancy. If you come expecting nothing, then you're going to get nothing. But if you come expecting to receive from the Lord, you're going to receive of his promises because all of his promises are yes and amen. He said those... When you come to me, you come to f- in faith. That's what pleases God. He who, who comes to me must believe that I am, and I'm a rewarder of those who diligently seek me. But if you come expecting nothing, then you're coming with no faith. There's no faith attached to it. But you come expecting to receive from God a word of the Lord or a healing or a miracle or just a, a direction, revelation concerning him. Just I just simply want to know God more because he's so awesome and I love him and he saved me and he delivered me. I mean, I owe everything to him. You know what I'm saying? My life is his. If you just that kind of hunger, God, oh, he loves it. He'll just, he shows up. And just because he shows up, you experience this overwhelming love, presence, peace, joy, fire, wind, wave, I mean, of, of the spirit, of the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And you're overwhelmed. 
Some of you right now, your spirit, it's burning. Your spirit, man, is burning on the inside as the words are coming forth because there's fire. It's like a fire shut up in your bones. It's the Holy Ghost. He's stern with you because there's an agreement. You, you, you have like, I, yeah, I grab a hold. I get this. That, there's that agreement and there's an excitement. That means you're engaging with the service, that you're a part of what's going on. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. We're all about tongues and interpretation of tongues in the house. We're about the gifts of God being worked through the people. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there's many pastors that don't do it because they're afraid. That, that Because there, there are people who come in with some flaky stuff. They're just out in left, left field. And in this region, you can have witches come in with their nonsense. And you have to know, you can tell. Recognize the strange fires. I've been around long enough. I've seen the strange fires. I've seen the stuff that wasn't God. And all in the name of calling it Revival. And, 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 and it's just kind of like baby toys in, in the playpen kind of thing. And, and it's just distraction and nobody really growing up, chasing all the, the, the manifestations. Now, we do believe in a manifestation of the Spirit. But you saw the manifestation or heard the testimonies of the manifestations of the ones that were healed. Amen? That's a manifestation of the Spirit. Amen? When people are hit with the joy of the Lord and they're on their face and just laughing, that's a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. You can find that in the Word, you know, where people are overcome with the joy of the Lord. It's in Scripture. People that are uh, hit by the fire of God. Amen? You find that in Scripture. You know, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire. When you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, there's going to always be a siren. There's going to be people who are like, ah! That they're hit, screaming out, okay? But also in the midst of the move of God, demons come out of people as well. And they might, just don't be surprised if all of a sudden somebody screams out being delivered of a devil in the middle of a service. Because there's Holy Ghost and power in this place. No devil can handle it. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. So people are delivered. They're set free. That's what takes place. The move of God and the spirit of God. Thank God we have this move. Thank God it is increasing and it's growing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because we contend for it. We believe God for it. We pray. We press in. We seek his face with our whole hearts. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 16, because we're talking about prayer. We're talking about the importance of being one who prays, a people who pray, not just, not just the pastors. Amen? Not just the pastors who are praying, not just the women who, the prayer ladies, you know? Not just my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, we're all called to pray. What was it that, that uh, Paul said, you know, that I desire that all men pray everywhere. Lifting up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Without wrath and without doubt. Amen. 
said, be happy in your faith. This is really good. I like this amplified version on this. Be happy in your faith. And rejoice and be, gl- be glad-hearted continually, always. And then, of course, in your version, it might say, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. There's a fervency in this. How is that possible? How can I constantly pray without ceasing? Me and my wife are talking about it, even just like the cry of our hearts. Even when we go to bed, there's a cry. Even throughout the night, I feel a cry, a prayer that goes to the Lord in my spirit, in my heart. Throughout the day, even. It's like a continual, like he's on, he's on my mind all the time. He's in my... I think about the Lord and I think about those also who, who need a miracle. I even yes. think about yes. this congregation and just seeing you rise up into the fullness of what God has for you. But seeing you truly living in freedom, living in the victory, living in the power, living in the authority, living as the overcomer, living on, on fire. Just, Hallelujah. I know that there's so much more. Like what you see happening here is just, it's so much bigger what God wants to do. So much bigger than what he wants to do in and through you. Amen. I know there's more that he wants to do through me and through my wife, through my children, through our leadership. Amen. So be unceasing in prayer. Pray perseveringly. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances May be, be thankful and give thanks for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer, the, yeah, the revealer and mediator of that will. Do not quench and suppress or subdue the Holy Spirit. Do not spurn the gifts of utterance of the prophets. Do not um, depreciate prophetic revelations nor despise inspired instructions or exhortation or warning. But test and prove all things until you can recognize what is good to that hold fast. In other words, he's saying you still got to know and differentiate what is good and what is God. Amen. Because there are such things as false prophets. Now, with that said, and the focus of this, because... Sometimes when you meet the, the, the prayer group, you know, or the prayer, well, I'm the prayer of the church, you know, they seem to be the saddest people in the church. You know, they always seem to be carrying this heavy burden. And yet here I see this, happy, be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted continually. Be unceasing in prayer. And I'm not saying that in a time of prayer, you're coming under a pressure and you're praying something out. You're praying that heart cry out. But then when you're done, you, you rise up and you know you have the victory in God. And you go forth with rejoicing and know that you receive the petitions of what you asked before the Lord. Because we know that Hannah, not, not my wife, but Hannah in the Bible, she was in prayer and she was she was in a sense, vexed within her heart, so wanting to have a child and crying to where Eli, the priest came and said, was offended because he thought she was drunk in the, in the, in the temple praying and said, you got to go. She was so moved with, 
with a complete crying out to the Lord. And then, then he said, okay, you, you get to receive the petitions that you're asking of the Lord. You've received those petitions. And, and so she went her way and she be, began to rejoice as she's received this child, this promise. Amen? Amen. And so, but there's an earnestness. There's a continual prayer. There's a, there's a continual going forth before the Lord. Be glad-hearted. Continue to rejoice in God. Know that you're going to have the petitions that you ask. Amen? And when you come across something that seems a bit hard, just keep pounding away in the place of prayer until you get that breakthrough. If it's revival that you have burning in your heart, if it's an awakening in the city or in the state or the nation or the world that burns within your heart, then be before the Lord. Continue to pray. Continue to cry out to God. Continue to see that he's going to bring it to pass. See it with the eyes of faith, with the eyes of the spirit. Hallelujah. Another verse that fits really well with this out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7. See, the word of God is ultimate authority and power. I can sit and I can talk, but it's also important that we go to the actual scriptures and you open your Bible or go to your Bible app on your phone and look up that scripture and read it along and let it come. Or you can look up on the screen as they they, they hit it because we do try to provide that as well. But you're getting that word in your spirit, man, and faith explodes on the inside of you. Something begins to happen. A hunger begins to be stirred within you. A hunger to begin to pray, to commune with God begins to take place on the inside of you. Our victory is found on our knees. Amen. Our victory is found on our knees in that place. Now, we pray like it all depends on God. But from that point on, we got to get up and do the work of faith like it depends on us. Amen? We're still putting our trust in God while we're doing. Amen? Amen? But your trust is fully in God. Hear this again. Rejoice in the Lord always. I think we just heard that before, right? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. That word prayer. Prayer, prayer would be asking of God. Supplication is more of, of there's also intercession involved with this. Now we're going to do a series on this. I feel like in a series on, on prayer right now because I want to stir you up. And we're going to pray, too. We're going to, we're going to operate in what we learn. We're going to grow in what we learn. It's important that we become people of prayer. If Jesus said, my house shall be a house of prayer, then I think we should be a bunch of prayers, shouldn't we? Yeah. Whether you're called to be a pastor an evangelist, a prophet, a teacher, amen, an apostle. Even if you're called to be one of the fivefold minister gifts, if you're even called to, to in the, the realm of business, 
You should still be a person of prayer, period. Don't just rely on the anointing that God gives you. Because the giftings of God are without repentance. And there are some that have a very small prayer life, but they rely on that gifting. But that's not God's will nor his desire. Because that's how you're going to crash and that's how you're going to burn. Because what happens is as the anointing increases on your life, because if you give it out, guess what? It increases. As the anointing increases in your life, then so also what happens is, is it'll crush you. And every character flaw will be exposed. That's why it's so important that we become people of prayer and we are people of the word. It's the word and prayer together. Because that's what's going to make you a strong believer. That's what's going to cause you to... That's where your giftings and, and the word of prophecy will come forth. Words of knowledge will come forth. Uh, laying hands on the sick and seeing the, the sick be made whole. That's where you're activated as a believer. But you're never going to really capture these things unless... Unless you come before the Lord and really seek his face and really know him and stay hungry. Yeah. Now, while you're doing that, begin to do what he's call, commanded you to do. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. Amen? Amen. So while you're drawing closer to God, it doesn't mean just sit on your blessed insurance and waiting till Jesus to come back. <laughs> and hoping that he, revival will come or hoping that your brother or your sister is going to be saved. No, you got, we still have to open our mouth. We still have to decree the word of God. But because you've been with God, you come with his presence upon you and your speech will be seasoned whole. Your speech will be seasoned with salt. And the words will be anointed that you speak. And they will enter into the hearts of your, your family members, your, your friends, or people around you. And it will break the hardness and the, and the rock of the heart and make it soft and pliable to receive the truth of his word yes. to where they will receive Jesus. Yes. Yes. See, that's why we can't take light of this time that we have in prayer. See, there's no lights, there's no show, there's no smoke, you know, on the stage. There's no music driving in the background to stir emotions. Now, you can have anointed music that's stirring holy emotions and all that. That's, that's fine, but I'm saying, but, but this is it's, it's before the Lord in your closet. Amen. He says in his word that he who prays in secret, I will reward you openly. That doesn't mean that we just don't go to church. Well, I'm a prayer. I don't need to go to church. No, you need to be in church. You need to be in the house of the Lord because how can there be, how can there be that, that power of agreement? There's not the power of agreement with your brothers and sisters in Christ, your family, you're part of the body. Kind of saying I don't need church is like saying I don't, I don't need to be a part of the body. I don't have no need of the eye. 
I don't have no need of the ear. Yeah. 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 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah. Go read through it. That's why it's so important that we come together and meet together and, and are part of the body. Iron also sharpens iron. You, you, if you don't have nobody yeah. to... To offend you, then how are you going to be sharpened, right? And find out that there's some junk on the inside that needs to come out, right? 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 Or be challenged to live for righteousness and holiness. Amen? Or maybe you got some revelation in prayer that's way off. That's why it's imperative that we have a group. That's why we have a church that we're a part of, a body of believers, Amen. Amen. Now that that just came out of that was free. <laughs> the waiter, don't worry, the waiter will come with the bill. <laughs> just having fun. Thank you, Jesus. Let me get started on that. Anyway. <laughs> now to God and the peace. So where did I go here? The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So he's saying you're going to have peace. You're going to have joy. You're going to have peace. Your, your heart and your mind's guarded because you spent time with Lord. You met with him face to face. You came to the, the closet. And what happens is the more you pray, it, it might be hard at first. If you're not in the habit of prayer, it might be hard to come to him in prayer. But the more you come to him in prayer, before you know it, you're like, I am so thirsty. I'm, I, I've got, I can't wait. You're, you're, you're actually... Say you get up in the morning and that's the time that you pray. It's like before you wake and pop, pop open your eyes, it's like there's an excitement already that you feel in your heart to meet with Father. Yeah. Guess what? Father's excited to meet with you too. Father is desirous to meet with you as well. He's longing to meet with you and be with you and fellowship with you. That's what takes place in this place of communion and union with the Father. But what happens is all those books that you've read about, about revival, or the man or the woman of faith and power for the hour, and all the different things that you saw, and you read, and you desired, you begin to walk in it. Amen. You begin to see it in your life. And you begin to look like Jesus. You begin to smell like him. Because you carry his presence wherever you go. Because you've been close to the Father. You've been with him. How do you think? I mean, I, I believe when Paul was writing the, in the book of Ephesians, and he talks about that we are seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. Think about that. Listen, I mean, you're right at the right hand of the Father. You're seated in Jesus. He did that through the power of his blood that cleansed you of all unrighteousness and he made a way for you so that you could have direct access with him. And guess what? You get to nuzzle up right with Father and hear him speak into your ear. 
He reveals to you his heart. You can go right back to 1 uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and he says that he revealed his heart to his, his children. He reveals his heart to you. This is where prayer takes you. This is where you're to be hungry. This is where the realms of of God are are, are revealed unto you. This is where John, the apostle John, had an encounter in this place of prayer on the Lord's day. He was caught up in the spirit. In the whole book of Revelation was given to him. He saw the throne. He met with Jesus, the angels. He saw him who was worthy to open the scroll. Because it was in the spirit. There was no, the spirit is now. There's no, there's no time in the spirit. This is what's available to those who would come to him in prayer. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you stirred? Will that be the cry of your heart? Bend me, O Lord. Bend me, O Lord. Bend me to your will. Bend me to your ways. Cause me to be so filled with you. Be one with you. You see, that's not just our heart. That's God's heart. That's God's will. That's God's desire that you would be one with him. You go right over to the the book of John chapter 17. And you begin to see Jesus' heart as he begins to pray and say, Lord, I pray that they are one as you and I are one. Jesus, that we would be one just as Jesus and Father are one, that we would also be one with them. Our Father, our God. This is where prayer takes you. Now, coming to church won't take you there. Now it can ignite the fire and the desire to go there. And you can have an encounter with him in uh, this house. You may not even expecting to receive nothing, but because God is so merciful, he's like, oh, Because the power of God here, the presence of God here, the anointing of God is in this house. I know that's not totally like everybody's falling out, but I can feel the effects. And this is deep what he's doing in the hearts right now. And this is eternal. Because decisions are even being made right now in the house that I will be a person of prayer. That my temple, this body right here, will be a house of prayer. And where the house of prayer takes place, his glory rests. His glory rests. (coughs) 
Just like when the Azusa Street Revival took place, his glory rested upon that place. Why? Because they were people of prayer. They prayed. William Seymour was so hungry for the encounter to be filled with the Holy Spirit and power. I mean, there was really a big dearth in the land concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit even in those days. And we could go back to Charles Fox Parham in Topeka, Kansas. He gets this big house, basically a mansion, and he opens up a Bible school, and the whole purpose of the Bible school was to seek the blessing of God, to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the fire of God fell. They were filled, and it dispersed abroad. Charles Fox Parham wound up down in Texas teaching And here we have William Seymour, who's been so hungry, he comes. And in those days, because of the the segregation, he couldn't be in the class. But Charles said, ah, I got a way around this. He got where the door would be propped open for him, and he would sit, and he would listen. And he would cry out to God, and he would pray, and, and Lord, I must receive I'm praying five, five hours a day without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He's praying five hours a day. He says, I've got to have more. And he felt, he said, the Spirit move upon him to say, pray two more hours. So he was praying seven hours every day to receive this baptism and fire hungry and just crying out to the Lord. But then he finally gets a letter and an, an invitation to come up into California And to minister the gospel. The first Sunday he spoke about this blessing. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. He comes back to the church. And it's barred. And they have the doors locked. And he couldn't go back in. It offended them. They were afraid. So he winds up. Going to the man's house. Where he was staying. And they begin to meet. And as the man I can't remember the full details right now. He was praying. And all of a sudden, the power of God hits him. He's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Didn't even happen to Seymour yet. He's still hungry. He's burning. But Jesus, he's asking. I mean, and the whole house got packed. People are coming. They're spilling out all over the porch. They're saying, we're hungry. We're hungry. We've got to have this. And then they go find an old delivery stable. I believe it's even still there today. And they met in this old stable. He didn't even feel so much worthy to even be recognized or be the head of this, of what God was doing, the move of his power and his glory that was taking place that he put a wood crate over his head. It was the conviction of his own heart. I'm not, I don't believe that every preacher needs to put a crate over their head. But that was the conviction of his heart. To give God all the glory and the glory would fall. I mean, it was thick. Even the children that were born, they, they said that they could like, it's like the glory cloud that they could even just like move their hands around within it and they could see it. The glory of God. People would fall out from miles around. 
and come from all over. Every race would come to receive this blessing and be touched by God. Everyone touched by his power and his glory. All because of one man that pressed in and then more that would press in and those that stayed hungry and thirsty. I could talk to you about the Cane Ridge Revivals. Everybody knows about where the revival took place in Kentucky, Cane Ridge. This is not in my notes. This is just, this is all Holy Ghost right now. And not everybody knows about this revival, but it went on for quite a long time. And that region in Kentucky was known to be every bad character that you could possibly imagine was there. It was not a safe place. It was dangerous. But there was a pastor that was so hungry. I believe his last name was Grady. But he cried out to the Lord. He cried out to God. And he had several churches along Red River in Kentucky. Not Red River Canyon. But a different area in Kentucky. And he would go to those places and they would pray. But then the Spirit of God came upon them in that time of prayer. And they were crying out for revival in that land, in that region. And it began to grow. And all of a sudden it exploded to where they finally set it up in, in Cane Ridge. And that's where they, they cut. This is the first known camp meeting. And they cut logs in half and made them makeshift benches. And people came from miles, miles, miles. The, uh, the population that was in Kentucky, greater numbers were there at the, that came through the revivals than there were even in the whole population of Kentucky at that time. I mean, it was over the hundreds of thousands that came. People, mockers would come to mock and they would flee in fear and trembling into the woods screaming as madmen. Or they would fall over as dead and have a vision of hell and be completely delivered from those things. They, they stopped mocking God. All because of a group of people that would cry out. I mean, I could start going back to other histories and things that took place. Any revival that you've ever seen took place from prayer or a heart cry from one man or, or a group of men and women who would, they would cry with all their heart. Are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Are you wanting more? Are you, where are you at with God? Because really the only thing that is available for the believer is to be all in. The only way that we're to live is to live a life of fire. There's no other. There's not just this little medium ground with, of Christianity. It just doesn't work. Eventually the world will win out. Jesus said that in these last days, he says, I suppose even some of the elect would be deceived. Those that would be considered strong in God and elected by God, by God and like, like that's a man of God, that's a woman of God. He said, even in the last days, I suppose that even some the elect would be deceived if the days were not cut short. With that said, that should put an urgency in your heart to know that I must have God. I must be fully surrendered. I must be fully given. 
be one who lives a life of fire. No, all we can do is lead you. All we can do is preach you hungry. All we can do is encourage you. But you still have to make the decision to step in to the river of God. You have to make that decision. You see, all that's all that really took place in the Asbury Revival. It was one young man who came forward and confessed of his sins and it just broke. And everybody, it strengthened the resolve of others to just come forward and confess their sins and repent. And, in the, and the, his power is touch, touching people. And people are convicted and, and God's moving upon their hearts. Now, as far as the history of Washington State, there really hasn't been anything major as, as that like what we know. Because when you really think about it, there's been men of God, don't get me wrong, that walked in power. Like John G. Lake with the healing school, like, like Spokane being the healthiest city in America. And then you also have, uh, not many know about E.W. Kenyon, but in all the years that he pastored he pastored he pastored a baptist church but he believed in the word of faith and he believed god that he that his people would walk in divine health and healing he never lost anyone to sickness or disease in all the years that he pastored the church over seattle-ish everett i think area seattle everett or somewhere Edmond, somewhere in there <laughs> just that side <laughs> I don't think it's Seattle, but it's near Seattle. And I know there's some others where, where God moved. I know people talk about the Seattle Revival Center. I went to that. I was a part of that. And then also eventually it got goofy. Strange fires began to burn. Unfortunately, witches got in and, and started running their little crystals over people. And just everything was under the sun was being allowed. I've been around. <laughs> See, we must have his power and his spirit. And I went even to the point, really, you're already on fire. You don't need revival. You just need just to continue in prayer. Yeah. Continue with him and walk in a place of obedience. It really becomes a fervency of our own life that we burn with Jesus when we burn with the Spirit and it never wanes. We don't let it wane. We keep ourselves white hot on fire. That's what, how we are meant to live as believers, period. We're to be, meant to be believers who are always on fire. Always our minds are set upon the things of God. Where Christ is seated on heavenly things, not earthly, not lowly things. These lowly things are meant to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy puts them out there like candy and bait to bait you and hook you so that he could have you for his purposes and his desires to bring about destruction and hurt to others. That's what he does. But Jesus has come to give life and give it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Hun, do you have something to share? Oh, 
but that I didn't even get all to all the scriptures, but but we can come back to them. But I can say this out of Ephesians 6 and verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying always. Praying always. Just say praying always. always. With all prayer. prayer. And supplication in the spirit. spirit. Being Being watchful to this end. With all perseverance. And supplication for all the saints. Hallelujah. So when you've been praying, you've prayed for yourself, you wind up praying for others. You, you just get, it starts going there. That's where you wind up kind of after a while, start going there first where you're praying for others and lifting them up. We lift you guys up. We pray for you. We come to this house and we pray. We come to this church, but when we can pray in a car too, we do. But we pray here. This altar is saturated with our prayers that we've given unto the Lord and we know that he hears our cry and our heart. Our heart is that all of you burn Jesus. That's our hearts. And that we hear a testimonies of in your school or wherever you work that miracles are happening because you're laying hands on the sick and you're not afraid of men but you're bold to decree and declare the word of God. Amen. And they're recovering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Technology. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Just stand up on your feet for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to close. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for each and every one here in this house and those that are watching. Father God, I thank you that each one makes a decision to be a man or a woman of prayer, a fervent prayer, one who seeks your face. Lord, that is not distracted by business, by, by work, by just even ministry business, things that need to be done. Not one is distracted by just sports and family things, but that God ultimately, you have our full attention, that you're number one in our hearts, you're number one in our lives, and that we would burn for you, Lord Jesus. And then when we go about our business, when we go about going to our children's sporting events or whatever, that, Lord, we carry the fire of God that would make an impact upon those around about us. Father, I thank you for your power and authority that arrests on this house and upon each and every single one, that they step into the fullness of what you have for them. That, Lord, they're stirred. They're stirred within their heart to be people of prayer. They're stirred within their heart to be men and women of Holy Ghost and power. They're stirred within their heart to cast out devils. Ah, to speak in new tongues. (laughs) In Jesus' name, to raise the dead. Thank you, Father, to get souls saved. Lord, wherever they're at, I thank you for this in Jesus' mighty name. I just pray. I pray for them. I pray for them. I pray for this house. I pray for this family. 
I pray for this church. Sound in the black mic. Lord, work in unsatisfaction with every single one of us, Lord. Do a work in us, Lord. Purge out laziness, Lord. Purge out the things that don't belong in our lives, Lord. Purge out old mindsets, Lord. Purge these things out of us, Lord, that we would be determined to come into the house of prayer. That, Lord, nothing else would satisfy us. Agitate us, Lord. Agitate our spirits, Lord, so that we join our spirit with your spirit as you're moving on this earth, as you're moving within us, Lord. Work honor within us. Work nobleness inside of us. Work integrity within us, Lord. Work that that um, that that passion inside of us for prayer and teach us how to pray. May not one person in here say, I don't know how to pray. Lord, you teach us to pray. You've given us the Holy Spirit to help us in our weakness, to burn within us, and to bring us utterance and even groanings with that words cannot even speak, Lord. You teach us how to pray. Unlock every heart in this place, Lord. May we not stay where we were last year, where we were last month, where we've been. May we move forward in the things of the Spirit. Lord, I ask for revelation. I ask for revelation knowledge that we would truly understand the power of prayer, that it's not just blah, blah, blah. It's not just talking. It is exercising your will upon this earth. You have given us the authority to move mountains, to not just watch them with big eyes and say, oh, well, nothing can be done about that. That is a lie that we break right now. Every situation that is in front of us can be moved by the power of prayer, by the power of declaration in faith, moved upon by the utterance of the Holy Spirit. And I pray for your unction. And I pray for your utterance upon every believer in this house. That we would get out of the realm of our mind. That we wouldn't pray out of the realm of our mind. But out of the realm of the spirit. Spirit to spirit. Moved upon by the living God. Thank you for instructing us along the way. And I thank you for the testimonies that will come forth. And Lord, we know some things are not immediate. Some things take months and years of standing and contending and not losing the faith. And we speak over everybody in this house that your faith would be strengthened. You've been standing, you've been speaking, and you've gotten discouraged. But it flees in seven directions this morning. It flees in Jesus' mighty name. Discouragement leave. You will walk in the mantle of heaven. You will walk in the mantle that your father has prepared for you to walk in. No matter how long it takes, we will hold the line. We will hold the
the line. Hold the line. Hold the line. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, 
to where all that we desire is you. Oh, hallelujah. Stir, 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 stir in us the most holy desires, the most holy passions. Stir within us, Lord Jesus. It's okay to count the cost, but at some point you've got to lay it down too. You count, yes, you, you, okay, there's a counting of the cost, but at some point in time you just lay it down. You just lay it down. No matter how much it costs, what if it costs everything? What if it costs everything? Are you still going to think about it? Are you still going to think about it and consider? Or is he worthy? Is he worth it all? Is he worth everything? Stir in us, Lord. Stir. Stir in us. Contend with us. Contend with us and win. Wrestle us and win.
Yeah, come on, come on. Shake off the world. Shake off the world. Shake off the worldly desires. Shake off the worldly lusts. Shake off the worldly addictions. Shake them off. Shake them off. Shake them off. Shake them off. They're not for you. You weren't created for that. That's not your business. That's not your duty. That's not your life. That's not your calling. Yes, you can still work. Yes, God says, I'm smart enough to figure it out. Stop trying to think about it. I'm smart enough. I will figure it out. I will make money come from the fish's mouth. Don't worry about things. There's seasons and there's times. Just follow me. Just follow me. Follow. Follow. It's raining in here. The rain of heaven is falling in this atmosphere. The rain. And if you want to think about other things and go, just go ahead. You're dismissed. You're just dismissed if it's time for you to just go do something else. But the rain of heaven is falling in this room. The rain of heaven is here. And he's going to satisfy every thirst. He's going to satisfy every need. He's going to fill you to overflow. Did not I say that if you thirsty, if you were thirsty for me and you came to me for drink, that out of your belly, out of your belly would flow forth rivers of living water. Rivers of living, life-giving, powerful, fresh, holy water. The purest source, untainted. The water of life to pray for your family, to pray for your mother, to pray for your father, to pray for your brothers, to see the breakthrough, to stand in the gap in faith, and to know that it is done in Jesus' name. If you have not tasted, if you don't have rivers of living water flowing out of your belly, just open your mouth right now. Open your mouth right now. There are rivers, there are rivers, there are rivers dancing. I see rivers dancing inside of you. There's like rivers dancing, but God says, release, release the power, release that power. I'm going to work it all out. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Don't take thought for your life. Don't take an anxiety for your life. You're going to screw it up. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up time and time again. But seek first. Seek first and prioritize the kingdom of God and his righteousness.
not bound to those curses. They are broken off of your life in the name of Jesus. You don't have to live by the sweat of your brow. God is going to anoint your life. God is going to anoint your life as you seek him first, as you put him first in his kingdom and revival and prayer and times in the spirit. He's going to shift everything in your life. He's going to make it supernaturally, abundantly blessed with his blessing, the blessing of the Lord, not the blessing of man, not that toil and that hard work that just makes you feel bad. It's the blessing of the Lord that's going to come upon you. See, he has a way that you don't get taught in school. He has a way that's not the way of man. It's not the way you saw your parents live. He has a new way, a new and living way for you to live your life. He will anoint you. He will empower you. He will grace you to live out this spirit-filled life of power and glory. 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 There's utterance. There's utterance. There's utterance in you. There's utterance in you. In me? Yes, in you. He knew you since before you were in your mother's womb. He's called you since the foundation of time. He chose you to be a part of the kingdom for such a time as this. God knows what he's doing. He planned it. He purposed it. He purposed your child to be born. He's purposed. He's purposed. He's planned it. So he's got a way. But it doesn't look like the way of man. Oh, we're people of the spirit. Hallelujah. People of the spirit. Glory to God. Just make a step. It, it all starts with a step. Now, if you're jealous of the person that dove in head first, then take a dive, by golly. But if, you're, but if you need to know what to do, just take a step. Take a step. Take a step. But if somebody's diving in, the waters are free. The waters are free for you, too. They're free for whoever. Whomever would, whomever wills, come, 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 come and drink the living water. Oh, you want to dive? Oh, you want to dive in? Go ahead. You're welcome in this river. You're welcome in this river of God. You can dive in. You can dive in. Fully immersed, fully filled and flooded with God himself. He's shifting everything right now. He's shifting everything. Everything, 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 everything. Cast off restraint. Cast off the fear. Cast it off. You know what I'm talking about. That thing, that, cast it off. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 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 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I have a scripture that I want to share. As um, Hannah's pressing in, pastor's pressing in, and we're all pressing in, um, what the Lord is saying, um, the importance of why we're pressing in and what he's doing through this. Thank you, Father God. And it's Hezekiah, um, I'm sorry, it is Isaiah, I'm sorry, 37.3. Thank you, Lord. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says, today is the day of trouble, insult, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. And so many things are taking place, if you see it around you. The distress, the hardship, what people are facing, what they're going through. It's up to the body, the church, to be strengthened through the Holy Spirit so that they can have the strength to birth those through that are feeling this disgrace, that are going through these things. And he wants to use this body here to bring forth, to bring them forth, to bring them out, and to birth them through. There's a birthing that was taking place even today for some of you who could not press in. But there was a laboring that took place today in the spirit to birth you through so that you can birth others through in the spirit. And it's done through prayer. So you come forth in Jesus' name. Come forth in Jesus' name that you can birth others through. Till they need to see it come through, then they know who to go to. Amen? Amen. 